Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys, ages five, three, and two. And I'm Terilyn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 11, 9, 5, and 3. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Hi, everybody. I have a facepalm today, and that is that... I know there's like the huge joke out there about man colds and that sometimes, sometimes, this is no offense to all you awesome men who listen to this podcast, uh, but sometimes um, husbands or men might possibly, <laughs> like when they get a cold, it turns into something really big for them. And for mom, you know, it's like, oh, whatever, we just keep going. Well, in our house, the opposite thing happened this week. <laughs> So Jeff got sick a lot like a week ago, and honestly, I just thought it was a cold. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever, and didn't really give any, wasn't like acting like really bad. So anyway, I didn't even like give him any extra attention, like (laughs) nothing, just did our normal stuff. He still helped with bedtime, did all the things, and then the rest of us got the sickness, as in the rest of us, like a couple of the kids, and I ended up getting it. And it is actually, like, a really not fun sickness. Like, I've had a fever, and, Ugh. and again, I mean, it's fine. Like, I'm fine. It isn't like it's been terrible. But when I asked him, like, a couple nights ago, I was like, wait, did you have this? Like, did you have a, all these things? And he's like, oh, yeah, I did. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> and, and then, like, last night I was talking to him, and we were comparing our symptoms, and his is actually still worse than mine. Like, he had, like, body aches and stuff, and he didn't even say. <laughs> so I'm over there thinking he just has a cold, oh. not giving him anything. <laughs> and then, like, I get it, and he's like, oh, I knew that was so bad. So, like, the other night, like, we're folding clothes, and he let me sit in the little, like, massage foot chair thing Aww. and, like, put a hot pad on me. And he's like, I'll fold, I'll fold the clothes tonight with the girls. Like, you don't even have to help. Oh, my gosh. It was so sweet. So he's, like, pampering me, and I feel so bad because I thought he just had a cold. So, wow. Like, and it's just so sweet because since he knew it was bad, like, he's, like, taking extra good care of me. So this is, has been a good reminder to me that I should just ask a few questions instead of just assuming that he's... Just because he's being tough doesn't mean he doesn't need a little pampering, too. So, wow. I feel like total fail of, like, <laughs> oh, my heavens. I'm so bad. Anyway. And now yeah. I'm just, like, soaking in all the pampering. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, you want to bring me that? Great. <laughs> thanks. Anyway. Oh, that's so, yeah, so funny. I feel kind of bad. But. I'm always on that side of the when people are sick, which is also my face palm of basically suck it up. I'm always that person. <laughs> With everyone, <laughs> even my kids, except for babies, then I feel bad, which is probably not good. That's not like a mom characteristic. <laughs> Mom's like, oh, soup, and I'm like, suck it up. <laughs> You're fine. So, so yeah, I've, I've, I've been conscious of that, but I haven't quite made the switch yet. When, when Parker's sick, though, I feel like I'm just like tolerant. That's as good as I can be. <laughs> But I, I need to get better. I need that mom who's like, oh, I love when I'm sick. My mom always takes care of me. That's not me. Okay, so. Well, Cohen, though. 
Cohen's hilarious <laughs> when he's sick because he gets like one little baby sniffle. Oh. And he guys, won't even sleep. So, guys, you have been conditioned. I can see <laughs> why that'd be hard for you. It's true, which is my face palm. Cohen last night, so Parker and I, like, it's seriously, like, scary. Like, we go to bed. This always happens. We go to bed. You have just gotten into your deep sleep. And when Cohen is sick, it's always in that time, maybe, like, that two-hour window. And we'll just hear a cough or a, you know, like a stuffy nose and then a, like a baby dino or something coming from his room and then and it's so dramatic it's so dramatic i can't and he's done it since he was a baby i i remember with terlin being like how do you not care when your kids have colds like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life every time he gets a baby sniffle he'll be up all night and just can't he can't breathe and everything is so dramatic. And so last, so this is my face palm. Last night, he does the baby dino at like midnight. And I just don't even, I like wish that he was just in the basement and I could just ignore it because I just don't even care. But I can't because he's right by my room. So he keeps doing it. And probably on like the third wake up. And I just go in and I'm like, Cohen, stop. <laughs> no more baby dinosaur sounds. Don't cough. Don't move. Just go to sleep. Like, that's as much empathy as I have. But this is going on almost six years of, guys, he is the worst when he's sick. And I, I don't know if it's, I told her, I have to wait till morning to know, is it just a little stuffed nose? Or do you full-blown have, like, a flu or something? Because it's the same reaction every single time. <laughs> so that was my face bump. No empathy oh, at all. I love it. We joke, Felicia jokes about she's like, when Cohen gets married, she's going to have to, like, give, like, a list of things for her <laughs> wife. Like, I'm sorry you have to deal with this now. But I pass the baton on to you. The serious man cold, like, bad on to you. Because I hope it passes in age, but I've been wishing that for five years and it has not passed i'm like no it's just a baby no it's still going strong <laughs> and I, i'll be like go on sunny and lennon just had this exact sickness and they slept all night i literally say that to him like you got this <laughs> they're too like it. you are okay but he's not he can't handle it so maybe i need to lean into that somehow no i just want to sleep <laughs> so bad okay so Today we are going to talk about finding the joy in the season we are in. <laughs> that is ironic that we just both talked about <laughs> sicknesses. It goes well. Finding the this. joy when your kids are sick. It's no. Um, about in our seasons of, so we've got a lot of questions from people about, you know, I'm in the season of a new baby or I'm in the season of all my kids are little or et cetera, whatever season you're in. And how do I have goals or you know strive to find myself all the different questions we ask while being in a stage where we're really busy all day serving other people and we love we just love the idea of this and I feel like it is kind of an overwhelming and sometimes really underwhelming feeling being a mom you want to do all these things you see other people sometimes I feel like I'm like standing and everyone's on those like fast tracks at the airport just like bye <laughs> bye everybody they're just going past me going about their lives and i'm in the same day every single day it's like groundhog's day but so we wanted to talk about that and we had a question from a listener 
Um, her name's Adrian, and she said, um, I'm expecting my first baby, and I feel a desire to keep pushing myself towards my goals, but also give myself the grace, patience, and flexibility to adjust to a new baby. I was just curious if you had tips for postpartum and if it's better to just put my drive and goals on the back burner as I adjust to becoming a new mom. Does this make sense? Yes, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Yes. We've all felt that feeling. Totally. So when I read this question, I... So where she says, you know, goals on the back burner. We've talked a little bit about this on previous episodes, but I love the word ink incubate your goals a little bit better because I like the thought of we're kind of setting them aside because it is a time of huge change a new baby especially your first I feel like shakes the earth it's all consuming (laughs) it It really really is. is and I think the the beauty of it and if you can see this now because I know Adrian and I know she hasn't had her baby yet but if you are even thinking about this now oh is this Adrian's that I know too yeah oh Adrian I'm excited yes she sends me awesome questions I love love her questions um but if you're actually even thinking about this now because I don't think I even thought about this before I had my first if I even gave this any thought whatsoever honestly but that you can use that time to really distill what's important. So for me, after Cohen, probably I would say like six months in, I kind of had that feeling of like, okay, now now what do I do? Like got, kind of gotten a rhythm, now what? And it was kind of a little bit for me that underwhelming filming, feeling, and I've talked about this in a previ- previous episode, but where I, I wanted to do more, but should I, could I, kind of that feeling. But if you're thinking about it now, I think it's, after you have your baby, I love that time to distill what's important to me in my life, what I want to focus on because your time is taken away. And with each kid, it gets more limited. <laughs> and it has really helped me say no to a lot of busy work, just fluff stuff, and really save room for what is either lighting my fire or caring for me or serving the people that I love. Like those are kind of my categories and I usually use that time to be like okay like reassess usually you're in if you're working maybe you're on maternity leave or maybe your husband's helping more and it's a time where I can really I mean all those quiet moments with your baby of just like pondering Mm -hmm. and thinking it really is a time that either is a chance to clear my mind or maybe sometimes a little bit of a forced clearing my mind because I'm just sitting there nursing for hours on end but really to help me think what's really important to me and how can I move forward I love that time the post uh-huh. postpartum time for that uh-huh. I I love that I totally agree I also love the word incubate because it's saying you're not stopping the idea you're not stopping your goals completely but if you're looking at it as so say for example I Adrian I don't know specifically what your goals you're thinking of are but like for me and I know I've mentioned this before but if my goal is to be a good writer and I want to write a book one day for me I take the time of having small children to still work on writing like I still put aside time for writing so by incubate we don't mean you're literally just putting it off you're becoming the person who reaches those goals Mm -hmm. in a way that works for you in that stage. Mm -hmm. So I'm not actively looking for publishers or 
that kind of thing, or even maybe not even working on a specific book, but I'm just working on writing what's important to me at the time, which could be writing a poem about my baby's cute face, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is about stillness, about what's happening in my heart at the time. It could be just journal writing, but whatever it is, I still have that goal in my mind. And so in, in me, I can see the growth happening inside of me, even Mm -hmm. with a tiny little human. Mm -hmm. And so I think asking yourself, those questions that Felicia just asked, what, what is the goal? What are these goals that you're having? How can you still become that person while maybe not actively pursuing that specific goal? Mm-hmm. Second, what are the things that rejuvenate you as a person? And keep doing those because that's going to be key. Mm-hmm. So, and that doesn't mean you're like out running marathons every day. That could just mean, you know, I like to get outside for 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. and then you can keep doing that. You can keep doing that with the baby. Mm-hmm. And then also, it, I love that you included, Felicia, that you included serving those you love as one of the priorities. Because when you have a baby, I feel like your whole worldview, like, it's like a, yeah. like, zoom in to, wow, this is, like, the most important thing mm-hmm. ever totally. right now. And just kind of enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I, on my, I wish I would have done this on, well, not wish. You know, we we do the best we have with what we know at the time, mm-hmm. but I didn't until my last two, um, really start being more mindful when I would, and sorry guys, my voice is like, wow, <laughs> it's so scratchy. Um, but I, I loved on my second two babe, my last two babies, I really like when I'd nurse them, just be present instead of, I was looking at it like, I a like, I can get through so many books and mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. get all these things done while I'm mm-hmm. nursing which is true. You can. Yeah. There's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But I decided with my last two, like, you know, what? I think I'm just going to have this be more like a meditation. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stare at their face, mm-hmm. maybe close my eyes, whatever. And, oh, my goodness. Like, I, like, still can, like, as I'm thinking about it, like, making me, uh, I just, it's such, like, a sacred, sacred space, mm-hmm. that time with a newborn, that I think sometimes we don't realize how much we are learning and how much we are growing Mm -hmm. in those times of contemplation Mm -hmm. that doesn't look like outward growth but it really is I mean Mm -hmm. it's soul changing it really is and a couple as you were talking I was thinking about one I think the when you're talking about the nursing I think a lot of times when you're in that newborn and and even like little kids with baby stage you're almost like the days are going so slow, but you're kind of wishing it to pass because you're like, oh, please, it's like the same day over. It's like kind of monotonous yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. But then when Taron was just talking about like nursing the baby and you remember seeing their face and or feeding them or rocking them to sleep, whatever, in my heart, it was like this feeling of, oh, my gosh. Like, I've heard people say this, but, like, it goes so fast. <laughs> I know. And I, I was, know. when you say that, you used to be like, oh, like, don't say that. Like, everybody says that. But it's so, if you can embrace that time, I think you'll look back on, on little kids and babies with fondness instead of, like, regret, maybe. Like, I think I, like, there's, I think there could be some feelings of that if you're not, like, embracing that time. And I remember having that sometimes with Cohen, like the, okay, like, let's move on, you know, yeah. like kind of done with this, yes. this stage. So I think 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Beautiful if, to think about it beforehand. Yeah. And if you feel that, especially with your first, I remember thinking, and I really, looking back, needed more of a, an adult support system. Totally. Like, I needed, yes. I should have been, what you need. Yeah. I should have been getting out and talking to adults more mm-hmm. because babies can't talk back. Yes, <laughs> so, totally. Looking back, that's what I needed. But um, I, I also remember th- hearing people say that, like, just enjoy it, soak it in. And sometimes that advice drives you crazy because you're totally. like, but this is miserable right in this moment. Yeah. So you telling me that isn't make. In fact, now I'm just feeling guilty that I'm not enjoying this. Mm-hmm. So all I would say that when you feel those feelings of, oh my, I'm not liking this right now, that that's okay too. And you just feel it and you let it go through you. And you know that literally every mother before you has felt that. Has felt this. <laughs> like there's a reason why you have women who have raised their children saying, oh, just enjoy it. And then you have one, a mom who has a baby, one second being like, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And the other second being like, this is the worst mm-hmm. thing has destroyed my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why they always say, the days go by, like the years go by fast, but the days go by so slow. Mm-hmm. Every mother has felt this. So just know you are not alone. Mm-hmm. Whatever you feel is okay. And you can actually literally feel miserable in one moment. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You, you feel it and you let it go through you. And be open to you might have a moment of absolutely overwhelming joy that brings you to tears 10 minutes later. Yeah. Looking at your baby's face. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. It's like motherhood is this mix of all these emotions and what you can remember is just that you are a whole person through all of it and that those goals and you becoming is still happening while you are doing it and I think sometimes it's just in being present that you're doing the growth and other times I think it still is important to be intentional about what your goals are so that you can specifically become that thing so if it's something for the future then yeah you ask yourself the question, what is it that I need to become to be successful at that? Mm-hmm. And you can work the becoming into, I feel like, any season of mm-hmm. life without it overtaking totally. what you're doing. In fact, it, I actually think it just adds to what you're doing because mm-hmm. it makes you feel like more of a whole person. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think a lot of the times as moms or caregivers, there's like this point of – so I was listening <laughs> to a podcast – it's the Tim Ferriss podcast, and he was interviewing Brene Brown. Love both of them, but they were, they were both um, acknowledging the fact that kind of in your thirties is you kind of start to have this unraveling of all this, all the armor and the stuff that we've we have thought protected us, it, you know, in our teenage years and twenties and through college, all of that starts to come undone. And we're more vulnerable. And then if I think I see it as if we're wise about it, if we, if we're in that vulnerability and then we, we see it as a time to then see now we're unraveled. What, what is my true self? And let that come out. Um, I felt this huge with each kid. I felt it more of they really make you having kids is really so, so vulnerable and it makes you really question what's important and kind of breaks down your barriers and your preconceived notions of what life is going to be and if you can let your true self come out of that and do some soul searching in that time then I think you come out um a more what's the right word guided person like I I feel like on the other side you maybe you maybe haven't yes found a publisher or 
you know, started your cookbook or whatever the things are that you want to do, but you emerge knowing, even knowing those things about yourself, I think a lot of people don't know. And then they come out like, what do I do with my hands? Like, what are we doing? And I think using that time as, as a reflection time is you'll end up knowing what you want. And the cool thing about any kind of growth, so say, for example, um, Adrian, if you're wanting to like, um, and I'm so happy you asked the question. I love Adrian, everybody out there. She's fantastic. <laughs> but like, if you're wanting to like, say, for example, start an environmental, uh, you know, like helping people be more environmental responsible company, let's mm-hmm. say that I'm just mm-hmm. making this up. Mm-hmm. Um, then you could be saying, okay, so in my mind, what I want to be as a leader would be this, this, and this, and I want to have this kind of information in my mind. The cool thing about growth is as you become something, as you, like, improve yourself, then even if you switch later and you're like, you know what, I actually take it back. I want to make mittens for, you know, like, that's my goal is to have this amazing mitten company. Guess what? All the growth, growth is growth. And it all is becoming in becoming who we're supposed to become. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think any growth is worth it, whether or not your directions change in your life. So I actually think it's the moving towards something that like feeling that fire inside of us. This is what makes us feel like we are alive. Totally. <laughs> and it's okay if that thing changes. But I think having something like I, I can think of several times in my life where the thing itself has changed, but the growth towards that thing has been so valuable. Totally. So, anyway, we want to talk a little bit about our seasons that we're in now because Felicia and I were talking, sometimes it's so helpful to hear somebody in a specific season just tell you their own experience and it helps you see through a lens that is different than your lens. Mm-hmm. And it can be so, so, so helpful. So, <clears throat> for example, when I was in Felicia's stage, I remember looking at people in my stage and being like, oh my heavens, that looks so bad. Like, I just love... I loved having my little kids, all of them, not not in school or maybe in kindergarten, but, like, you're totally in control of what you do. We could just do, if we want to go to the park, we go to the park. If I want us to go on a hike, we go on a hike. Like, I got to choose everything that we did. And I remember thinking, oh, one day they're going to have their own activities, and I do not want that. Like, that looks so bad. Mm-hmm. And I dreaded it, actually, to be completely honest. But now that I'm in my stage, something I wish somebody would have told me at the time. So I'm telling all of you out there with little tiny kids... <clears throat> who are maybe either looking forward to or dreading the stage when your kids are mm-hmm. later elementary. <clears throat> this is like my favorite stage I have ever been in so far because I didn't anticipate how fun it would be to have your lives. Yes, our lives are more full, definitely, because we mm-hmm. have activities that we're going to. And it also has to do with probably the, the kind of activities that we have happening right now because there happen to be activities that I love and I am able to do a lot of them with my kids. Like we take tumbling together and we, I didn't realize how fun it would be to have older kids who can actually like climb to the top of a mountain with me mm-hmm. and can go ride a horse with me and we can take classes together mm-hmm. and it is more busy and there's, you know, like there's homework and there's all sorts of things that no doubt there is. It's just, I actually don't even like the word busy. I've told my kids, if we feel like we're too busy, we need to cut things out. If we're just feeling like it's full in a good way, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. But once it crosses to feeling busy, we need to do something. So I would say it's definitely more full. But wow, I am like loving the adventure feeling of like living every day. Like it's like, oh my, what do we have today? This is going to be so awesome. And I actually feel really connected with my kids. And it's, 
I don't know. I, I just didn't anticipate how fun it would be. Mm-hmm. I just dreaded it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so, and I'm sure if my kids were doing stuff that I didn't like, then I probably wouldn't be feeling this way. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's been really, really I think that fun. Must, yeah, I think that mindset changed because I was telling Tara when we were talking about it this morning, I'm like, because I'm in the stage where, yes, I love it. Exactly what she said. Nowhere to be, no one to answer to, but my people. <laughs> like, in fact, when we have, like, one thing on the calendar, I'm like, uh, <laughs> do I have to? <laughs> because that is one beauty of of the little kid stage is your incomplete control. It's mm-hmm. just, like, freedom. Sure, you want to do that? Great. If not, great. We'll just sit here and play Legos, you know, <laughs> or whatever. But um, it is cool to hear the enjoyment of being in the older kid stage. And so I think every stage has its its beauty in it. Yes. And it actually makes me feel more open because I find myself sometimes when I'm loving the stage I'm in so much, it makes me, this is actually Clean. a pattern of my whole life. I start cleaning. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, when they're teenagers, because right now I'm loving that I'm still the coolest person in their life. Totally. And I know that as teenagers, that probably won't be mm-hmm. it. And then I think when they're adults, and it actually just makes me really sad, like... Wait, they have their own people? No, like, I'm the people. I am the person. You know, yes. like, my little family, we are the people. But it makes me feel open to, because since I was kind of clinging to the young kid and not wanting this older kid stage, how fun this is. Maybe when they're teenagers, maybe I can be open to the fact that perhaps it's a possible that I might love the teenager stage. I might mm-hmm. love their friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Totally. And I might love when they're adults. Mm-hmm. In fact... Hopefully, if the past has been an indicator, I think it's... Just get better. I can just be open to that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have to... Because dreading it isn't going to help me enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's just that foreboding joy. Mm -hmm. It's just going to make me cling on to what I have. Mm -hmm. And I can look back with fondness on that baby stage, thinking, this is so hard. And also, they're going to grow so fast. I'm going to miss it so much. (laughs) That feeling of clinging didn't help Mm -hmm. so maybe I just need to apply that to the stage too I love this so much but clinging isn't going to help me Mm -hmm. guys this is actually I feel like I'm having a breakthrough right now (laughs) yes that is what it is right Mm -hmm. and I can look back with nostalgia on that baby stage Mm -hmm. because there is such a beautiful beautiful time but without mourning the loss of it necessarily you know what I mean Yes. because there is something so precious about Mm mhm I held the baby the other day, and I really was like, it was my little niece. She was born a few weeks ago. And I was like, I really could just take off a month and hold you. Oh, I could, yeah. if you were mine. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. But then I went home and had my awesome <laughs> wife waiting yeah. at my house, and it's totally yeah. different, and that's okay, yeah. too. So I guess this all comes down to just being open to whatever stage you're in, the good and the bad part of it. Mm-hmm. But that every stage can be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And there can be stages that are really hard, and they also pass. Mm-hmm. They all. Yes. You move through all of them. They all pass. Totally. Okay. On that note, we are going to talk about how we plan our families and our, our decisions on having more babies after the break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, 
so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so we have had quite a few um, listener questions ask us about how we planned our families, how we knew how many kids we want, etc. So no specific question here. We just had a lot of that question. Um, and so we thought this was a perfect episode to chat about that. Um, so for me, I don't, I don't think I necessarily had, I think in my mind I always said, I want between three and five kids, if someone would ask, but I don't think I really had a specific plan or rhyme or reason to deciding um, (laughs) when I wanted another baby. I think I was maybe quite just, what's the right word? Not reckless, but just random about it. Just, I felt like let's have another baby and then we would just have another baby. That being said, after Sunny, who's our third, um was kind of the first time where we we weren't sure. I would say Parker was more on the fence of having, on sticking with three, and I was definitely more on the fence of having a fourth. And it was really like a whoa moment because I had, you know, Sunny was probably like six months when we <clears throat> were first talking about it. And I was like, wait, no, no, no. You have to tell me before the baby that's supposed to be the last baby if that's what we're going to be thinking about. Like, I felt like I needed that whole, I needed to have that whole pregnancy of embracing. Yes. And the whole newborn. Knowing it was your last. <laughs> knowing. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. Yes. I'm with you. And I don't, that's probably not something that dads really feel because it's a different, that pregnancy stage for them is kind of not, definitely very different than it is for us. And, um, I mean, it was just a lot of discussions to decide that we wanted um, a fourth, which was probably more me, but Parker was on board. <laughs> um, but between, so after Sunny, I had a miscarriage and it was definitely like an awakening to my body's capability to just the, what's the right word? The beauty of pregnancy. That's not what I'm trying to say. The miracle of having babies and I feel like up until then I'd kind of been just like da 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 babies you know like I knew me I knew it was a miracle I was pregnant and I gave birth and all those things but it was like definitely a new like appreciation for it and so while that was really hard I actually found a lot of gratitude for having that experience of a miscarriage because it made me really like now being pregnant with our fourth I feel like I've ar- I already have decided and know and feel really good about it being our last because I feel like part of it is the real seeing the miracle embracing of every like second of it. Where I, I don't know if I if I had that so deeply with the other ones. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I like 
loved it, but it wasn't like a, like, oh my gosh, like this is like a miracle of the world, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So I, yeah. So that's how, that was kind of our family planning in quotes, not very much planning in there, but it definitely, I never felt someone asked, how did you have the courage to have more babies? And I feel like it was pretty much smooth sailing for me with the first three pregnancy, birth, infants, like nothing was extremely hard. So I don't feel like I had to have any courage until the fourth. There was definitely like a surrendering and a courage piece to it. And then after the miscarriage, that was such like a wrenching experience that I said, you know, if, if we do experience that again, I don't think I can do that again. Like it was like a big, like courage thing of like, then I just have to let that go. Like if there's Mm. not supposed to be a fourth baby, there's not going to be. And that was like a big, like, I've never thought about the courage thing until this one where it's like, it is, it really was like a, okay, like gird my loins. This is the decision, but then I have to like surrender to Mm -hmm. what's supposed to be. And that was really hard. That is hard. And it makes you appreciate, I mean, so many friends, so many of our listeners totally. have gone through so many losses mm-hmm. that it takes a ton of courage, mm-hmm. so much courage to try to even keep yeah. facing that. I totally. Mean, in the face of loss to keep, either to keep trying or to not to try is mm-hmm. also takes just as much courage. Totally. I mean, all the things, there's just yes. so much courage out there. Yes. Like, so... I just want to take a minute and applaud all you mamas out there who either have been dealing with infertility or miscarriages or just having your family not turn out how you were hoping. Mm -hmm. Maybe having kids who came out with either health issues Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just a lot of courage in facing life as a family Mm -hmm. and all those things take so much. So yes, you guys are doing a good job. I don't don't know if it was the Brene Brown podcast, but it might've been, so don't quote me, but I'll try to find, but it, Oh no, no, no. It was a different one. I I will link this because you guys need to listen to this, but basically the host was like giving like basically the courage card to parents. Cause he's like, this is the only, this is, what did he call it? Undeniable, responsibility like this is the when you have babies and kids it's like this you've you've now gone down the path of like "Ah, I gotta find the quote but he was basically saying like you you don't like that's like joining this like human race of like that is like such a heart-changing experience to either try to have kids or to have kids it changes your whole your whole being, your whole mindset. It really just like, just like changes you, so changes true. you as a person completely. Nothing has changed me on the inside more than becoming a parent. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. There's like it changed my body in some ways, but the mm-hmm. changes in my body are like nothing compared to what has changed me on the inside in so many ways. I mean, I can yeah. talk for like weeks about <laughs> all the different things, just how I approach, even how I approach physical pain now is different. Mm-hmm. Totally. How I approach irritation is different how i approach just physical sickness not even pain but like physical discomfort yeah like i I approach it totally different like i'm able to handle so Mm -hmm. much more (laughs) it's so true and because something inside me has changed Mm -hmm. literally like i don't want to say snapped that's not the right word (laughs) sometimes it feels that way but something inside me has un like i can't come back (laughs) yeah 
I think it's just there. Anyway, so yeah, there is so much courage in this whole process. Um, so as I share how I have chosen how many kids to have, I just want to say one thing, and that is thank you for asking us this question. As I say this, though, I don't want anybody... I feel like sometimes when we share our own experiences, that means I don't want anybody to interpret this as this is how I know then I'll be done because this is how right. Tara Lynn said that she felt when she was done. Right. And I think all of this parenting journey is so individual. So however you feel, and I have talked to so many moms who had totally different feelings. Mm-hmm. So I have some friends who they knew they were done because their body told them they were done. Like right. they literally couldn't have any more. Yeah. Or maybe their last kid was so hard. That's mm-hmm. what decided, made them decide that they mm-hmm. were done. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they had a health thing or their husband had a health thing mm-hmm. or whatever. So there's a lot of things that sometimes we don't choose to be done but we are done nonetheless. Yes. yes. In fact, I have two close, close, close. One's a family member. One's a dear friend who both of them are, uh, have grown children and both of them wanted more kids, but one had a super health crisis and the other one also it was health related, but they still like mourn that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just want to like put that out there that I know for a lot of people, it isn't necessarily a matter of choice. Cho- choosing, right. It's just, and and that takes courage to mourn that as well. So mm-hmm. I totally honor that. But for me, I was actually really, really worried that I would never feel done. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately concerned. In fact, I'd ask moms, like, how did you know you were done? Because I don't know if I'm ever going to feel it. Like, I might just have to cut it off. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise I'll have 20. <laughs> not because, I'm not even a personality that, like, I'm not one of those people who, like, since I was little, like, loves lots of children. I'm mm-hmm. not like that. Mm-hmm. Which I said that in a bad way. That's great. I like. I yeah. think it's really. I admire people like that. Yeah. But I've never been like, oh, give me all the babies. I love the babies. Mm-hmm. I love little kids. In fact, large amounts of children. Just, like, <laughs> like when I volunteer at my kids' school. Oh my goodness! I always come back to my husband. I'm like, those <laughs> teachers are angels. Yes. Oh my gosh! I don't know how they do this. Um, but I enjoy my children, <laughs> and yes. and I enjoy my children's friends, <laughs> and I enjoy teaching children in small groups. But. <laughs> Um, anyway, but I, and don't, I hope nobody hates me for saying this. I love being pregnant. And again, I have <laughs> I friends do I can't who, say that though. who hate it because they're, you know, if you're like feeling awful Sick or you're fighting time. for your life yeah. the whole time, like that totally, I would not have liked it had I been having to do yes. either of those two things. Yes. I was nauseous and stuff, but I was never like, I need IVs because I'm throwing up so much or anything. Right. Anyway, so, I mean, there's definitely, like, discomfort in pregnancy and stuff. But for the most part, I was just in awe the whole time of, like, how in the world is there a human growing inside of me? This is so crazy. Like, mm-hmm. trippy is, like, the word for pregnancy for me. Like, yeah. I'm just spending the whole time, like, I cannot believe this. There's a human <laughs> kicking from the inside. What? Like, this is so cool. And I felt like I had a little friend with me all the time. Like, on my first, I was an English professor at the time. And I remember, like, walking down the street sidewalk totally in this full-blown conversation looking at my belly like and then we're gonna go here like I was just like totally enthralled and I remember looking up and this guy was walking past me like you were in full-blown having a conversation with your stomach here <laughs> anyway I just loved it anyway and birth I mean you guys we've told you about our births like I'm obsessed with birth it's like the most spiritual experience of my life even though it is also one of the most difficult experiences of my life anyway so I was really worried. That's what it's coming down to. That I would never want to be done. That I'd want to have 20 babies, but I don't actually want to raise 20 children. Yeah. I was just worried, like, oh my goodness. I can't let this go. So yeah. honestly, up until my fourth, it made me so sad to think that I couldn't have any more. Like I remember after my third was born being like, 
I would be so sad if this is my last, like mm-hmm. so sad. And I just figured that's how I would always feel. And I would just have to like logically say a prayer Good about side. it, okay. make a cut off and just say, even though I want more, I'm just going to have to stop myself. Cause I, I don't feel like I can raise successfully 20 children <laughs> and give them what they need. But I am pleased to say that on my fourth, I was looking at it as in like, this might be my last mm-hmm. from more of a logical standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know if, cause uh, you know, I think it's such an individual decision. You have to decide as a mother, how much you can give to mm-hmm. your children attention and all that stuff. So I treated that last one, like, okay, this, this might be my last, but still thinking, I don't know though. I don't know if I can actually say, I don't know if I can be done. And at the end of my pregnancy, I actually had to seriously work through. He was late coming past his due date. And it was my only one ever. And I I really think I was, like, holding him in. I had to, like, work through a lot of emotions, like, mourning. Like, I was, like, crying about it. Like, this is probably my last time mm-hmm. ever feeling a baby inside of me kicking me, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, like, such a sad thing for me to think that it was my last pregnancy. And then I had him. And I've talked to you guys about something inside of me changed after he was born. I, I realized, like, wow. This is my max. My threshold. <laughs> For me. Yeah. He was a good baby, but it was just taking care of all the things. Like, an older daughter going to school while having a baby. Like, literally something changed inside of me. And I was like, oh, oh okay. I can see now how I can feel done. <laughs> because I actually don't... I don't think I could. For me, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do more well. Your extra capacity, yeah. And so that really helped. And then, but I still thought, oh, but I'm still probably going to just, like, crave being pregnant and having babies forever. But something, again, I don't know. I'm just so grateful for this. But something, like, changed now that, like, he's, he's like, th- he's three. He's not, like, three. He's actually three. <laughs> but, like, you know, no diapers. And we're having, we're enjoying the stages of family so much that now when I see people with babies, although I do still get little glimpses of, like, with my niece, I could just take a month off to snuggle you. Mm-hmm. I think I'll always feel that. And I think I'll always look back with nostalgia Mm -hmm. and like loving feelings. But I don't look at pregnant people anymore and think, oh, I wish I were pregnant. Yeah. Or I don't see people with babies. I can like enjoy holding a baby without thinking like, oh, I need one of these in my house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can like love the baby and give it back. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I'd actually feel that. So Mm -hmm. frankly, I'm thrilled. So it made the women and my husband like did the whole, because for me, God is definitely a part of that decision because the family decision isn't just my choice it's for me totally like what does God have in store for us and I felt it made so that when me and my husband prayed about it and stuff we felt really confident which I wasn't expecting I just wasn't I'm like actually pleasantly surprised like I'm still almost like wait do I really feel this good about it because I just always assumed that it'd be so hard for me yeah Mm -hmm. but it goes to show and when I talk to other mothers who either because they made the choice or the choice was made for them. But especially, I feel like some moms feel that at 10. Some moms feel mm-hmm. that at 1. Mm-hmm. Some moms, I just talked to a mom the other day who she's like, I felt it after 2 and then something changed 5 years later and she yes. yeah. had 3. <laughs> and that's fine too. So really, mm-hmm. I think what it comes down to is the whole journey is so individual. Some of the stuff we can control, some of the stuff we can't control. Some of it's our choice and some of it's not our choice. Mm-hmm. And we just have to face that with as much courage as we can muster. And, oh my goodness, I, I gotta stop talking because I can't even stand my voice. I hope you guys are okay. Like, my voice is, like, driving me crazy today. Anyway, but, like, it's the whole journey is so, such a journey of, like, courage and so individual that, I mean, 
we'd love to hear if you guys want to share with us. I would love to hear how you guys came to either know for yourself or how you are deciding on having more babies or even the stories that are sad that involve loss Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. things that aren't your choice. Those are take even more courage, Mm -hmm. really. Yep. Truly. Well, thanks for letting us share that and talk to you guys about that. And we hope um, that recognizing of your season it can be helpful to all of you. All right, let's find the magic. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> <At> brown cows. <laughs>